When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden, and this is The Leader. Her name is Anna Delvey, or Anna Sorokin. No one's sure. She's either a rich German heiress or she's flat broke. We're all here because we believe in the mission. What are we doing? Changing Changing the world. world. I'm not really a big fan of Matt Hancock. I think they just see him as a campaign. It's not all been strikes, delays and looming apocalypse in 2022. Nope, this year's also brought the shocking, the surreal and the slapstick. So collating our greatest pop culture moments of 2022 reminds us we saw in the new year amid Omicron and dodged a Christmas lockdown. But quite enough of that, because in the words of Gogglebox, this year we've enjoyed a lot of great pop culture moments. But before we kick off, what didn't make the top 10? There's just so much, but sadly no time for Louis Theroux's TikTok hit, Jiggle Jiggle Rap. My money don't jiggle jiggle, it folds, I'd like to see you wiggle wiggle. Or surely at this time of year, Jingle Jingle. So what makes this Leader Special's top 10? Let's dive in. And these are in no particular order. We're joined by two expert commentators with their fingers on both London's and the internet's cultural pulses. First, we're joined by the Evening Standard's acting celebrity correspondent, Tina Campbell, as we wind the clocks back to March, and it's that slap. After a very personal joke by host Chris Rock at the Oscars, triggered the red mist to descend for Will Smith. Tina, what was the immediate fallout? Not only did he slap him, he attacked him, you know, he swore repeatedly, and this is something that's generally not aired, but because of the way that the Oscars is transmitted, it was something that got seen around the world and soon went viral. Where's Will Smith at now? He went to a retreat to apparently work on himself, and now he's back. He's got a new film. So far, he's been snubbed, it seems, by the Golden Globes, and uh, he has been banned from attending any um, Oscars ceremonies going forward for the next 10 years. At number two, we have Kim Kardashian's borrowed Marilyn Monroe dress, worth nearly $5 million dollars. But what was the issue with the fitting? Marilyn Monroe, when she bought this dress, she was actually had to be sewed into it. So, you know, it was custom made for her. And uh, Kim Kardashian, initially, she couldn't fit into it. So she actually later said that she lost £16 over the course of three weeks just so she could get into this dress because she really wanted to wear it. And all this happened during Kardashian's Pete Davison era. He accompanied her to the Met Gala, you know, while she was wearing that stunning dress. He got a bit of a glow up thanks to her. And uh, sadly, it wasn't to be as they went their separate ways in August after about nine to ten months of dating. What do you think they're really doing out there? 
I'm curious to hear where she's going with this. Now it's time to talk about Don't Worry Darling, with its star Florence Pugh reportedly unhappy about her co-star carrying on on set with director Olivia Wilde, which came to an awkward head at the premiere. She had refused to do the press conference, Florence Pugh, um, hadn't given a reason why, but everyone speculated it was because there'd been a fallout between her and Olivia. When it came to the actual premiere, she wouldn't be photographed directly next to Olivia. And uh, apparently Harry Styles asked not to be stood next to Olivia either. <laughs> so, you know, the director, this is her big moment. It's only her second major motion picture. How did all this leave our protagonists? Well, the film did very well at the box office. So far, it remains to be seen, you know, if it's going to get any awards. Um, Florence Pugh certainly came out very well out of it. She's very cool at the moment. She's like the it's actress. Harry Styles, um, well, he was in another film, My Policeman. His reviews weren't so great. But Olivia Wilde, I, th- I think she's done quite well. But her and Harry have now split. In at number four, it's Lovers Reunited with the reboot of Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Well, I think initially everyone just thought, oh, um, she must be recording a new music video. It's just for publicity. But they, they're married, you know, they're, they made it down the aisle. Um, they seem more loved up than ever, you know, if you see the photo. So hopefully, I think people want to believe in true love and hopefully this is the proof that it exists. And Tina, please, could you furnish us with a bit of background? I remember very well when this was originally a thing, Benefer, as, we, as we, we've called them then. They first met in 2001 when they were working together on the movie Jiggly, which was a universal flop. But still, love sparked, so it wasn't all lost. <laughs> He proposed to her in November of 2002 with a 6.1-carat pink diamond ring. So he went all out. She, of course, said yes. But then in September 2003, they called off their wedding, saying the split was official 2004, basically said that the media attention just got too much. I have a question. What are you wearing? You look poor. Next, Tina, it's Inventing Anna on Netflix, a soaraway streaming success. What was it all about? She's a Russian-born German con artist and fraudster. She posed as a wealthy heiress in New York, and she somehow managed to just get herself in the right places at the right time. She, you know, she dressed well, she had all the designer clothes, but she conned her way into thousands of dollars to live a very lavish lifestyle. And uh, she wanted to make this um, members club and she convinced all these people to put in lots of money. And in the end, she was charged with 10 counts of theft, larceny, attempted theft and attempted larceny. And it inspired a very popular Netflix series. What do you think the ingredients were that made Inventing Anna very compelling television, really gripped viewers? Well, at the same kind of time, we also had the Tinder Swindler, which was a massive hit on Netflix. So there's a number of these shows, and it's just that they happen to be having a light shone on them at the same kind of time. But I think people are just fascinated. It's like true crime sort of things. People just really love to see that sort of thing. And also, it's when you have such a strong character, because Anna Delvey is such a strong character, as was the main character in the Tinder Swindler. You know, they just don't see that they've done anything wrong. Let's go to the ads. Coming up, word games, dodgy texting, and a landmark album. Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Now let's continue this special episode in our odyssey of the top 10 pop culture moments of 2022. Now we're joined by Vicky Jessup, Evening Standard Arts Writer and Commissioning Editor. So at number six, we've got Johnny Depp's multi-million dollar defamation lawsuit against his ex-wife, Amber Heard. Vicky, where does all this leave the former celebrity couple? In her recent statement, she said that the US media favoured popularity and power over direct evidence. So, yeah, John Depp seems so like he was dropped from this big franchise he was part of, which was the Crimes of Grindelwald, this... uh uh, Fantastic Beasts Harry Potter franchise um, but yeah he seems to have had a very low-key comeback during um, he you know he made headlines recently for I think it was Zoom calling a young boy dressed as Captain Jack Sparrow he's made a couple of appearances like playing gigs I think there was one even in London so yeah he seems to kind of be on the up I guess slowly rebuilding his career as Amber Heard yeah it, it does kind of feel a little bit like the trial destroyed her almost um one of the most horrible things I think that came out of this trial was just the awful awful internet abuse that she had next it's Beyonce's renaissance garlanded by some critics as her best ever creation Vicky, the album was conceived and recorded during the pandemic how would you describe its creative concept I feel like she's always been quite experimental. You know, Lemonade is basically like a visual art album. Um, and so I think this kind of continues that trend, to be honest. You know, she, like you say, she she wrote and recorded Renaissance during the COVID pandemic. In the quote, she said that it allowed her a place to dream and find escape during a scary time for the world. It allowed me to feel free and adventurous, like to create a safe place. Um, and that kind of, I feel like the tone of the album kind of reflects that. It's very... Yeah, it's very dance, I think. I don't think that's something Beyonce has done too much of. There's a lot of, you know, DJ influences. I think there's a lot of, um, like, post-1970s, like, black dance music styles, I think, like, disco and house. Um, I think she does, like, name-check a lot of, like, black and queer pioneers of those genres. For instance, she samples Show Me Your Love, which is, like, Robin S. as 1993 hit. So I think, yeah, so I think it is quite different in that sense. Now, some cringiness. It's Maroon 5 star Adam Levine. The married 43-year-old dad sent a load of icky texts to influencer Sumner Stroh, who's two decades his junior and definitely not Mrs Levine. She posted a very strange TikTok that basically said that she was having an affair with a man married to a Victoria's Secret model and she felt like she was very easily manipulated and you know she, she then went on to share these incredible Instagram DM messages with Adam Levine basically thirst messaging her these horrendous things when I say horrendous I don't mean like awful I just mean awfully cringe uh, so that's just in that catnip essentially nearly there and next it's pandemic era health secretary matt hancock 
in the I'm a Celeb jungle, trying for his own renaissance. So did it work? He tried to redeem himself over the course of the show. You know, the public, I'm afraid, voted him, voted for him to do pretty much all of the grim and disgusting bush chucker trials they could think of. You know, he ate, I believe it was, you know, like a sheep vagina and had to crawl through a tiny doll's house filled with all manner of nasty insects. And he was good. Like, I think people grudgingly respected how willing he was to do it. And he apologised, I think, on the show. He said, oh, he was really sorry for the upset he caused, I, I think. <laughs> or maybe in not so many words, you know. Um, so I think he maybe saw this as his big redemptive moment. I think time might tell how successful it actually was in making him any more than a figure of fun. But we'll see. Do you think the show's got much more life left in it? I can't think it's got many years left. Like, the format has been tired for a long time. It's, you know, it's been going for more than a decade at this point. The reason so many people watched it this time round was simply because of Matt Hancock. So that was a kind of flare of interest. But the show itself isn't anything special. Maybe I'll give it four or five years, but it's just become one of those, like, interminable things that are always on. And people watch it maybe because they're used to watching it. But it's not good television, you know. It's (laughs) At least in my opinion, that is. So unless they keep finding these, like, sensationalist celebrities, maybe Boris Johnson will go on next year or something and people would watch that and the final spot on our list of the pop culture moments of 2022 goes to wordle the online word game that took on a life of its own vicky remind us of its moment in the sun and the controversy there was a period when i'd be going into the office and all people could talk about was what their score was on wordle uh, and then when the new york times was i think there was a quite a bit of backlash because people were saying hey the new york times is a subscriber newspaper so would people have to pay um, to play Wordle, which they assured people that they would not have to. Um, and But then since then, it's become controversial for a different reason. People have been saying, oh, it's too elite, like the, you know, the questions have become too difficult, the words have become too obscure. obscure sorry, I think um, the Brits, British Wordle fans took umbrage with the fact that one of the words of the day was humour, but spelt the American way with um, H-U-M-O-R. Whilst Americans took umbrage with the fact that one of the words of the day was bloke, which Brits know, of course, Americans are like, what is what is bloke? What made Wordle such a hit? Sudoku is popular for the same reason, I think. It's like a nice little brain workout that you don't have to think too hard about. There's like a little mild competitive element. People can post their scores online. And, you know, when everyone does that, it feels like there's a bit of a community there. You know, everyone's joining in and doing this like nice thing that is a bit of a distraction which is a nice way to while away the time and have water cooler conversation there's more news and features in the evening standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk that's the leader an early happy new year to you and we're back on tuesday at 4 p.m Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.